Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Social corporate democrat thing like how do you how do you mix socialism and capitalism like a socio capitalistic state let's ask bernie sanders <laughs> uh or sweden right or norway or any of the nordic states one that countries nordic countries not only are they keeping democratic socialism alive they're also keeping rock music alive Nordic Peninsula, England, and Japan are where all the best rock music comes from. I feel like rock is so far evolved now that when you say that, you have to specify. I guess you don't have to specify, because if you fuck around, you'll find out that it's mainly like that heavy metal, and not even like hair metal And anime theme songs. Yeah, yeah. And ending, no, opening credit anime theme songs. Some ending credits. Ending credit anime theme songs are reserved for like smooth jazz and city pop. I disagree. Hunter x Hunter's first season has one of the most hype ending tracks I've ever heard. That's probably the exception to the rule and not like... And the exception proves the rule. Does so. So, because I mean Cowboy Bebop, let's, let's be real. Yu Yu Hakusho... Well, the, yeah, I the mean, dopest anime opener of all time, maybe. Only the Pokemon rap. <laughs> uh, also, Neon Genesis Evangelion. I'm, I was, I was trolling. Oh yeah, and then you get like the Attack on Titan type shit, where it's like the classical music that just keeps rising up. And, and crashing through this is and Ziggy with the flood. And what do we do? We bring that pop perspective to keep the culture in context and make the mainstream make some sense. Because if it don't make sense, then it, it don't, don't make, make dollars. dollars. Holla! Wow, we're getting good at this. We've been doing it enough. It's a fair point. However, um, I mean, I know we took a little bit of a break, and uh, last week was a little bit of a kind of like a recovery episode. So let's bring some structure back into this, and let's bring some history back into this, and let's bring some context back into this, and tell you what happened on this day in history, one week from today. Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future that we're recording this which so, was last week when you were listening when to you're it. listening to this so it's actually the, the day that, that you're listening that to you it, are listening to this but not the day that we are recording, recording it. yeah so so you you follow yeah and then we'll tell you a little bit about what actually happened this week yes bingo all right, so, so on this day in history, one, one week, week from, from today, today, April 30th, Ooh. in 1789, okay. George Washington was inaugurated as the first president of the United States of America. Oh, well, excuse me. Right? <laughs> that sounds like pretty big deal. A big, big deal way to start this off. And I mean, uh, we're both big fans of G-Wash. I, I'm not big fan. I'm not a big fan of the term G-Wash. That's fine. I'm not 
Listen, I don't, I don't know how that. Mm, it doesn't. Yeah, nah. GW. GW sound. GW go harder than G Y. All right, let's go with GW. All right. So I know we're big fans of GW. Big G Dub. There we go. I like G Dub. Big no. Big G Dub. Right. Big G Dub. I like there that. Go. All right. When he roll on the block, you already know to tuck your watch. Wow. So on this day, one week from today, George as Washington. As we speak now was inaugurated as the first president of the United States. Now, why was this important? Mm. Because um, he was like the only person in the country at the time that everybody unanimously respected. He was like the United States King Arthur, right? Yes. Like, <laughs> like the man was a fucking mythological creature. He wasn't even really a person. They like bled him of how many liters of blood before he actually like passed out and died? I don't it know. Was like, it was like a third. It was like a third of all of his blood. Yeah, right. He was huge, relatively speaking. He was like six two when was everybody he? else was like five eight. That's crazy. I didn't know that. I yeah, he's that he was a giant of a man, relatively speaking. Six, six two walking around with like fucking hippo and slave teeth in his mouth. <laughs> just, just. Uh, you know, he never sound... smiled for his pictures because he was self conscious about his teeth. Um, because he had like the molds that they made his dentures with often didn't fit his mouth. And if you look at certain portraits of George Washington, you can see when he's wearing dentures that don't fit his mouth versus ones where he was like getting the good the good fronts, right? It's like when you get grills from the kiosk in the mall versus like going to like Johnny TV and getting them shits made. Yeah. A few years later, in 1808, the first practical typewriter finished by Italian Pellegrini Turi. So, as the Mascom major fan that I am, the typewriter, it's a pretty big deal. You a fan of the typewriter? Fan right? of the typewriter, so here's why. Okay. So, we had, we had the printing like... press, right? Printing, or we had handwriting. Great, right? Collect we can actually, we can now record information. We have the printing press, so we can mass produce this information. Okay. Now we have the typewriter. Some motherfuckers don't have to take their shitty handwriting and then try to turn that shit into a printing press. I was gonna say, or maintain all those little like keys, like the keys on your keyboard, but imagine that, but like a stamp, right? So every time you wanted to write some shit, you had to line up all these little blocks. It's terrible, right? Like, also, it was, like, there's three, other, for three other things. Pamphlet. Three other things. Uh, shout out to the typewriter for new Courier font. <laughs> Get the fuck. How many times are we gonna shout out the typewriter? I mean, like... Uh, and, and, and two, it also gives us, like, two of the best sound effects. And okay. how All intense right. are scenes in, like, old movies where you have, like, the journalists, like, typing the conspiracy theory on a typewriter? I will admit that it doesn't feel official unless you are in a cabin with a typewriter. Right? Right? Like, it just, there's something about the aesthetic that feels more, like more dedicated to <laughs> the, the craft than uh, clicking away on like a fucking laptop. And you know, I think the typewriter would have made this next one in 1859 a lot easier for Ooh. Charles Dickens, who first published A Tale of Two Cities. Damn, isn't it like one of the longest like novels? Yeah, history? it was actually released periodically. I mean, because listen, back then, when you was using printing presses to mass produce fucking things, right, and stuff mm -hmm. like that, it probably, you know, they was like, yo, there's no way. There's no way we could... Also, he probably didn't 
right. Do you think he wrote all this shit at one at one time? I wouldn't be surprised. It's Charles fucking Dickens. Dickens? Yeah, okay. Whole time, though. <laughs> right. So at one time, he comes to them with this huge fucking manuscript, right? And he's like, this is what I want to give to the people. And they're like, Charles. <laughs> You said that like you were talking to Charles Barkley. (laughs) Charles. You're going to put us out of business, bro. That's a lot of paper. That's a lot of words. So here's what we're going to do for you. I was going to say, have you ever heard of a serialized episodic format? No? Okay, well, that's what we're going to do for you. (laughs) And then Oda in Japan was like, you know what? It's a good idea. I'm going to do it for 30 years. Shout out One Piece, Lil B. (laughs) So in 1939, this one has uh, local relevance. Lou Gehrig set a major league record playing his 2130th consecutive and final game for the New York Yankees. First baseman Lou Gehrig hung up an amazing mark by playing in 2130 consecutive games. Then a fatal disease attacked baseball's Iron Man. In Yankee Stadium, touched to tears by the tribute, Gary made his last public appearance. For the past two two weeks, weeks, you've been reading reading about a bad bad break. Today, I consider myself myself the luckiest man man on the face of the earth. When you look around, wouldn't you consider it privilege? To associate yourself with such a fine-looking man as a standing in uniform in this ballpark today. That I might have been given a bad break, but I've got an awful lot to live for. Thank you. Now, that is important. 231, you said? 2,000. 2,000. 130 straight games. 130 straight games. Now, let me do the real quick math on you for that. Right. How many games are in a season? 162. 162. So, 2130 divided by 162 would be the equivalent of playing 13.15 seasons straight without missing a single game. Cal Ripken actually, and this is why it's locally relevant, did uh, 2,632 games, which would be the equivalent of playing uh, 16 and a quarter seasons straight. Which means local not legend, only... In- okay, so local legend Cal Ripken beat that by a couple of... By <laughs> almost two right. seasons. Yeah. So... And the way he... So the way Cal did it is he just went to the manager and he's just like, you know, I think I'm going to take a break. Where Lou Gehrig had to retire because um, he got ALS, also known as Lou, Lou Gehrig's, Gehrig's disease. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. So we got a couple more, right? Yep. All right, let's in, speed run through these. In guys. 1945, the Red Army opens attack on German Reichstag building in Berlin. Ah, God, that's kind of hard to speed run through. <laughs> and also in 1945, Adolf Hitler commits suicide along with his new wife, Eva Braum, in the Fuhrer bunker in Berlin. I guess that's how you speed run through that. <laughs> Russia came in like, all right, fuck with us. And and Adolf yeah. Hitler was like, no, nah, I'm good. I, I, Bang. I'm good. I'm good. And don't want to smoke. 
All right, in equal importance, uh, in 2004, Mean Girls teen comedy film released starring Lindsay Lohan and written by Tina Fey. Did you did you say of equal? <laughs> Because, you know, cult classic Mean Girls, right, made just as much of an impact as the annexation of the Jews from Europe. It's so fat! I mean... Speed run. Speed run! And in 2020, U.S. President Donald Trump claims COVID-19 originated in a lab in Wuhan, while the Office of the Director of National Intelligence saying the virus is not man-made. Speed run! I'm... Speed run! <laughs> I listen, no. Ah, go, go. Just go. Alright, that's it. Oh, that was literally it? Alright, I mean, listen. So there's truths and lies in both of those statements, but all I'm gonna say is keep your third eye open <laughs> and your mask on. Damn, that was a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot happened this day. You know, basically like the end of World War II. Um, and. <laughs> A lot happened this week. Ezra Miller has been an absolute menace in Hawaii. Yeah, that sounds like some wild shit. Uh, Mike Tyson punched a guy on a plane. Pusha T dropped a new album. Kid Cudi said that he's never going to work with Kanye ever again. Her new Kendrick album has been announced. Kendrick finally announced uh, what's the title. I don't know if this is a working title or not, but Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers is what the next album is supposed to be called. Now, I have some theories about what the theme of that album is. It's based off of the narrative he's been saying over his last couple of albums, but we'll get to that. It it was 420 this week. It was 420 this (laughs) This week. week. And uh, let's tell you, we'll, we'll tell you about how some kids decided to celebrate, except they didn't decide. What a twist. Thor Love and Thunder trailer drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a whole lot more that we'll talk about after this break. You take a sound, any sound, record it, and then change its nature by a multiplicity of operations. You record it at different speeds, you play it backwards, you add it to itself over and over again. Just filters, echoes, acoustic qualities. You combine segments of magnetic tape. By these means and many others, you can create sounds which no one has ever heard before. Florida's been in the news this week, as if Florida's not always in the news, thanks to Ron DeSantis. Yeah. But kicking up the hype, kicking further into the hornet's nest than is Florida. Yup. Newly up on their list of beefs is Disney, right? Uh, Florida's been in the news because apparently the Senate... They got a problem with the mouse. They passed the bill trying to invoke removing Disney's tax-exempt status from Florida's uh, government payroll. Yeah. Uh, So this all seems to be stemming from the Don't Say Gay bill and Disney's public stance on its opposition to the Don't Say Gay bill which, you know, is a proponent of Ron DeSantis' move for presidential run in 2024. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's what he's going for. Of course. Right? Because he is, like, heading the Trumpist movement outside of Trump. Right? Yeah. Like, he's probably the Trumpiest trumpet that is not Trump. 
Uh, no, isn't there that guy, Matt Gates, who basically just, like, gargles on Trump's balls? I mean, but Matt Gates is all caught up in that sex trafficking scandal, which is, like, super wild. What does that matter to Republicans? Uh, QAnon, right? Like, their whole thing is, like, save the children okay, and the girl fair. that he was, like, allegedly, like, paying for sexual favors with, like... I think she was like 17, so that qualifies as underage. Um, it's a whole lot, right? Um, and wasn't he from Florida? I think so. Hey, so, reeling it all back in. Um, yeah, no, Disney controls, what, over 25,000 25, acres, acres of, of Florida land. Near right? Orlando, yes. And employs a ungodly amount of people. Right, and they've had this tax exempt status since 1967. Right, they have had this tax exempt status since 1967, which allows them to do their own public services. Right, like firefighters. They they have Disney has their own jail. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically Mickey Mouse's Vatican. I was gonna say the uh, Philadelphia Eagles Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I mean, like, it's its own little isolated it is community. Kind of like, it is like the American equivalent of the Vatican, though, right? Because they can build things without permits and all that stuff. They can completely change. Like, it's it's wild the shit that Disney gets away with because it is, I think it is, the largest, other than, like, Walmart employer in Florida, right? Here's the thing, though. <laughs> Isn't it a little bit hypocritical of Ron DeSantis to be using government power to push influence on the way that a business is operating? When did you think Republicans cared about ideology? I mean, they make it sound like that's what they care about. No, right? they don't like, care. They're all they about. They don't care. They're all about government staying out of the way business. Operates. All right, let me tell you, there is a there's an analogy that I want to use. So I was telling you, I was playing pickup before I came over here, right? And we were running full fives, full full court. It came down to game point. Youngin's coming up okay. and bringing the ball up past okay. half court. Another youngin comes from behind him. I don't like you using the term youngin. You are only 27. <laughs> it, no, you, these these weird. were these were like 12 or 13 year old oh, kids. Oh, okay. Okay. No, these were like 12 or 13 year old kids. Okay, everything with context. Let's let's continue. Yeah, so like these 12 or 13 year old kids who were playing with all of us, and they were good. Like I said, this one kid was like probably like 13. He was playing like he was 10 feet tall, like shooting up threes, talking shit. Respect the hell out of him. Right. Our teammate was bringing it up, and he comes from behind him to swipe the ball to go for game point. Okay. When the rest of our team was just like dragging, walking across half court. My point is... Your point is... He didn't give a fuck about the common courtesy that we're all tired and it's hot and we cross half court. Just like Rod DeSantis doesn't give a fuck about Disney. I would say Ron DeSantis doesn't really give a fuck about anything, right? Because that's yeah, what it seems like. But that's like what at I'm this talking point. about. At this point, no, but it, it's the entire GOP. That's my point. It's the hypocrisy of the whole thing, right? Like, the, their big gripe about the Democrats, right, is how they want to use government to control capitalism. Yeah, if we're talking from a, their business, a right? core ideological perspective on the two parties. Yes, but when have Republicans cared about their ideology at this ever, point? Ever, ever. But that's that's what that's my point. 
right? Like, like, can we just be upfront about it and like stop pretending that these people actually like you're fascists and sore about, losers? Like, Matt Gates was literally running around spouting like Hillary Clinton, Pizzagate conspiracies and stuff like that, and got caught coked up at a f <laughs> and sex trafficking, right? Like, let's. Stop! Let's stop it, please. Like, this shit is pissing me off so much. And it's pissing me off because in this instance, I just so happen to kind of agree with Ron here. <laughs> just a little bit. Like, millions. Millions of dollars in The tax motives revenue. for him doing this, let's acknowledge them, are pure pettiness. No, it's it's pure petty. It's absolute pettiness, right? He is completely abusing his power as governor. And I will call it that, right? While I am getting ready to tell you that there is no reason Disney should be tax exempt. There's not. There's absolutely no reason that this global corporation should be tax exempt anywhere. I get it. I get that Disney is a large employer and I understand that it is a huge, like, foundational part of a lot of our childhood. But millions of dollars in revenue. Tax revenue could come from taxing Disney. I actually just right? had something pop into my head. The other thing is, like, they're talking about basically removing its, like, whole special zone and everything. So, like, maybe they have to start getting permits to do repairs on rides or to install new attractions. So, and right. That, that's where, like, some things get complicated here. But I definitely think that they should be getting fucking taxed, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, listen. I didn't know that they were fucking American Vatican. I didn't. I don't agree. There's a fucking metaphor in there that the goddamn Vatican is tax-exempt in Italy and Disney World is tax-exempt in America. I, listen, I mean there's something to say about the way that we worship, you know, our corporate overlords and oligarchs. Right? And I don't agree with why uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida are doing this, but I'm also like, hey, time to pay up? <laughs> the fuck? Rolling right along with more dumb shit that Ron DeSantis has done. Uh, didn't you send me uh, something about? Yeah. So all uh, the textbooks that they were. Ron banning? DeSantis is basically banning textbooks in Florida, all except from this one publisher that has connections with the newly elected governor of Virginia, Ooh. who aligns ideologically, quote unquote. That's an right off the lane with Ron DeSantis. Yeah, I was going to say, that's an interesting little caveat. Guess there, where these textbooks are made? Where? Texas. More of that monopoly that Texas already has on the textbook. To quote Banky. I mean, the name, the text is literally it. Anyway, go. To quote Banky from one of our older episodes, the biggest problem in America is that history books are made in Texas. All of them. Like... All of them. What is the reason for that? Why are we only getting the textbooks? I guess, okay, so it makes sense for there to be a centralized standard for contextual educational material. But why is that not a federal government thing? <laughs> why is that based in the country that if they could in a heartbeat would leave the union? I'm just saying, right, and hear me out. Right. At least for publicly 
federally funded schools, and some people may say this is indoctrination, right? But why is there not a federal standard of textbook? Why are we getting our, why are we like privatizing our, our public our, education? Our public standards of education. Like, why are we doing that? Like, it makes sense, I guess, for private schools, right? Or like charter schools, maybe. But for like federally funded like schooling, why are we in okay it so seems a little counteractive rolling it back though to ron down in florida the reason why a lot of these textbooks were getting banned is because of loose associations with crt a lot of the math textbooks common core were rejected for common core teaching with which i i don't quite... i don't understand common core but if it works for y'all i don't care it's so it's a little bit of an out-of-the-box way approach at looking at math. I guess Common Core math is like looking is supposed to be a foundational critical thinking tool for looking and observing math problems. But but it it seems confusing as fuck when you're not like a fucking six-year-old like being taught it as a foundational tool. Yeah. Right? Like it seems like a really long roundabout way of figuring out a problem and it has been demonized recently because a lot of parents are having trouble helping their kids with their math that's hilarious <laughs> i'm that is extremely reductive as to why people are complaining about common core but what i'm telling you is is when you get down to the nitty-gritty of it it's i can't help my kids with my math homework <laughs> if you get down to the the nitty dixie no, no, we won't do that. But what I will tell you is that this really, this feels like, once again, some very hypocritical shit. Yup. Right? <laughs> Using big government to push your ideology, right? And Ron is using the small minority of people that reside in Florida that actually agree with him to continue to push this lunacy. The vocal that, minority. Right, that he is um, projecting upon the rest of the citizens of Florida. But I just, I wonder how long he's going to be able to get away with this and if this kind of strategy will really work when the midterms come around, right? Because it, it, the dude does seem to have a very strong backing behind. Doesn't help that he's a huge. He's fan younger and reasonably handsome. Right, and he's very Trumpy, right? And that's why I said he looks like he could be if Trump doesn't run again for president, right? It looks like Ron could be the front runner for the Trumpist movement. Yeah. And I just, listen, with the job that fucking Joe Biden is currently doing, I fear. I am fearful. So I need some, I need some uplifting, Zig. What I really need for you to do is hit me with some headlines that are going to make me laugh, and I have to guess whether they are from Ron DeSantis' crazy circus state or not. All right, so we are taking a rebrand of a segment because the previous iteration is currently in bad taste. I mean, the whole thing 
is in bad taste if you really took it all into context. <laughs> but it would, it would be in especially bad taste. But we we need to have some fun here, so let's let's you know, so pick up in our rebrand, our Florida versus everybody. Florida man's Florida man's Florida man. King this the most Florida story of the week. All right. So, in Florida versus everybody, I find some headlines from Florida and the world. Now the world. And I Bro, force why? I force Doc to try to guess if it is from Florida or if it is from everybody else. And here's the great thing. Florida's so fucking wild, he gets some wrong. A lot of them. I get I get a lot of them wrong. And now that it's from everywhere else, it's gonna there's there's more variants, more variables, and I I don't like my odds at the moment, but I'll let you guess where you think that they're from. I'm not gonna dock you anything if you get no pun intended. If you get the wrong. So as long as I can guess that it's not from Florida, I still get the point. Yes. Okay. I don't have to do I get double points if I guess the actual region of that Yes, line? and that one I actually think is relevant because the first one you might be able to get. Burglar leaves behind photocopy of his face. I feel like you set me up for failure here. <laughs> is it from Canada? It is from Canada! Ah! <laughs> wow! Not only did he nail the country, first shot. Yeah, that is from yeah. Canada. So... Any, any details on the story? Uh, no, there is one story I mean, specifically I, I picked need, up context for. I guess we don't need a whole lot of details because the headline says it all. Like, why would you do that? It's like this nigga heard of a calling card and was like, I, perfect, I, listen, headshot. Anyway. Man used private plane to draw a giant radar penis. Is this from Ukraine? This is from Florida. Damn it. They just... posted a Google screenshot, and it really is just straight up like the Austin. It looks like Jeff Bezos's rocket. <sighs> that will be the last time we utter that phrase on this podcast ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to hear those two words <laughs> next to each other in a sentence ever again. It's not a picture in my mind that I want. And what, Bezos Rocket? Listen, any any variation of the combination of, of two Jeff words, Bezos Rocket? Next headline. <laughs> that I hope has nothing to do with Jeff Bezos or Man breaks record. Propulsion. Man breaks record with 416 seasons as football manager in video games. This is not no, this is not Florida. This is... Italy? This is Poland. Damn it. Damn it. So, and by football, I mean soccer. Well, for all our US listeners. But, but like, you know, which like I'm sure my franchise mode. Imagine playing like my franchise mode on Madden for over four centuries. Damn, 40 years this nigga was in it? Oh, you said four centuries. Four centuries. Yeah, I like he did. He did four hundred sixteen, like the equivalent of of uh, franchise in Madden. 
416 seasons. 416 seasons. That's crazy. How many years is that? Oh, I mean, you get one season a year, so... How can... So, wait. Well, like, you can play more than that. Oh, but oh like, okay. Like, Alright, no, whole but time, like his whole time. I thought we were talking about, like, a real person that was consecutively the longest coach in football history. Like, not, not a video game. So you're saying someone since the 1600s? How? I'm so confused. So in Madden. You know how you have like my franchise? Yes. And you I can get play that. a season? Okay, so he we're did that of... 416 times. That's okay. My franchise, new season, yes. next season, next okay. season, next season. So, no, I got that. Okay, I'm not that dense. For a second, I got confused on whether we were talking about a real person or not. And when you said 416 seasons, that's when my brain broke. Because <laughs> I was like, wait. Hold on, how is that possible? Isn't it only one season a year? How is this dude that old? He's a vampire. God damn it. What's the next fucking headline? Man steals car, realizes baby is in it, drops off baby, and gets away. I feel like this is Florida. This is definitely Florida. I've heard this headline before. Damn, what am I? I'm shooting for three out here. Come on. I, 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 you got like a four point play with yeah, the fucking Canada listen, one. I'm on fire. Come on. Come on with it. What's the next one? Man breaks into jail to hang out with friends. This feels very Florida, man. <laughs> this is Florida. It is? Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you took that as my answer. Here's the one that I've got context for. Can you imagine how many homies would it take for you to have locked up? For you to break into the prison to hang out. One really good one. What's the next fucking headline? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know how depressed this guy was. Fair enough. I just need to know what the next headline is. Woman rescued by firefighters while trying to retrieve her phone in a toilet. So she self-parked herself? Well, I'm not self-parked because, you know, his mom got sucked into the toilet. Which I learned did actually happen to a lady on a plane. So that is not an urban legend. I will tell um, you that that what you're thinking about with this headline, once I give you context, you're gonna be like, that makes way more sense, and it's also way worse. What? Okay, so not Florida. <laughs> this is not Florida. Yeah. This is Washington State. What? What happened? I need to know. I need. I'm not even worried about my score, right? Because I shot all the way through that perfectly. Hey, cheers to me, right? But how did this lady get stuck in a toilet trying to retrieve what? What again? Her phone. Her phone. Her phone. Her phone. Her phone fell in the toilet. And so she reached in it, right? Because she was like, well, I didn't pee in here. So it's, it's good. It's clean. I just need to you know, fish it out, and was this one of those things where, like, the more she reached for it, the further in the toilet it went? No. It's worse. How is it, how is it worse, how is, how is it worse than that? How is, how is it? How? 
a woman who accidentally dropped her cell phone into a hole of an outhouse in a national forest oh. and fell in while trying to retrieve it what? had to be rescued by firefighters. Oh, no. Oh, she was at no. the top of Mount Walker in Olympic National Forest, northwest of Seattle, and was using her cell phone when it fell into the toilet on Tuesday. <laughs> Manly said she disassembled the toilet seat and used dog leashes to try and get the phone and eventually used the leashes to tie herself off as she reached for it. The effort failed and she fell into the toilet head first. Oh god. God. God, in a national park toilet. I don't know why that makes it so much worse to me, but I can just imagine that those toilets are rarely ever cleaned out. The woman was alone and tried to get out oh, for 10 no. to 15 minutes. That's not that long. Reunited with, with her phone, she then calls 911. Obviously, that would have been the first thing I fucking did. It's not like that 468 hours or whatever where like that dude's arm was trapped under a rock. Although, I feel like 10 to 15 minutes trapped inside of a urinal probably feels like 468 hours. Or 127. Was it 127? That's the James Franco movie. That's what I was thinking. So the woman was alone and tried to get out, or hold on. Responding firefighters passed her blocks to stand on to reach a harness, which they used to pull her out of the vault. She was washed down and strongly encouraged to seek medical attention after Obviously. being exposed to so much human waste. But she only wanted to leave. No, I'm going straight to the doctor after that. Going straight to the doctor like I said, after that. It becomes way more believable and much, much worse. Oh, that was terrible. That poor, poor lady. Ooh, and on that note, I think we're going to take a quick break and then come back to you guys with some more news. With some more shit. I see. Have you read the Bible? Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. What's up to you? Can you read, my son? Well, that depends. Can you go fuck yourself? In honor of the unofficial national holiday... 420 was this week, and in honor of 420 news, um, I came across this article that I wanted to talk about, right? So, with the booming legal cannabis industry, right, uh, yeah. it's kind of like the Wild West out there, right? Like, everything's new, uh, we're finding our way with regulations and things of that nature, we're still working out some of the sticky legal federal issues no pun um, intended one of the issues that made headlines this week is edibles right and their copycat packaging and when i say copycat packaging identical your edibles that are meant to look like gushers nerd rope uh this article even has a fucking bag of THC Doritos, which I didn't, I didn't know was a I didn't know thing. was a thing. I had no idea that was a thing. I'm not even a fan of Doritos, but that my My problem is is that it's nacho cheese. That's enticing. If it was cooler right? ranch. There's all kinds of different edible products out there, right? And each state has its different regulations on 
pretty much anything that you can eat is in edible form now. Right. <laughs> Each state has its different regulations on how edibles should be packaged, right? Like what kind of warning labels those things should come with. But a lot of that still is unregulated and it's hard to get a grip on some of the people producing these edibles outside of the confines of the legal market. These underground markets are still finding a way to push these copycat products like your Nerds Rope and stuff like that on to the mainstream shelves. The only difference between a, that Nerds Rope and the regular one is the little white label saying THC. When you see the packaging, like, you know, I've seen... Like, I could be confused by that. Right. A lot of this edible packaging does look very identical to its copycat counterpart. Yeah. Right? Like, it's non-THC counterpart. The issue at hand right now is the risk that some of these edibles posed to children, right? That's one area of focus that this article takes a look at. Doc, they said like 50% of calls to poison control for children were, within the last couple of years, have been because they got into somebody's edibles. People were right? like, they're acting funny. You're like, yeah, because they're tripping balls. <laughs> and they said that it can pose risk of like, you know, breathing difficulties and stuff like that. Because they're uh, tripping they, balls. <laughs> Right. Like, a kid who eats a whole Nerds Rope edible, which is 600 milligrams of tea. Not, see probably not in for a good time, no. but they'll be fine. No. I mean, most hardcore, like, pot smokers and THC users are, like, that. it feels weird to say THC user, but, like, let's be clinical for a moment. Okay. Like, 600 milligrams is a whole lot of fucking <laughs> THC. Nobody... Don't care who you are. Nobody is eating an edible that is 600 milligrams and being okay afterwards. <laughs> Dog, fuck what you heard. Edibles is a whole different league of, like, pot use. <laughs> like, smoking flour ain't fucking nothing to eating a whole brownie and then being like, oh, how much? Butter, did you put in that? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck out of here, right? So, of course, no little 12-year-old. That's why, like, I was kind of glad this article didn't take the approach that people were, like, tricking kids into eating this. This is actually kids are accidentally getting into this shit. And I'm looking at the packaging, and I'm like, yeah, I can see why. One of the lobbyists for the cannabis industry, though, was like, it doesn't really matter the packaging, right? Like, you could put it in a completely different like package that has all the warning labels and stuff on it but the fact of the matter is, is if you leave something out that looks appetizing to a child they're gonna for, eat it for them to get into they're gonna eat it kids like i my son literally steals candy from me all the fucking time he came down right? when i walked in the door and he was like can i have dessert so obviously if i was going to participate in the debauchery for 420 I would make sure my fucking edibles were like out of sight, out of mind. The, the only well, I mean, way, it's 420, you're out of mind anyway. The only way we're going to get people to stop looking at like pot use as like a college thing that you should grow out of by the time it's time to become a serious adult is by treating this shit like a serious adult. 
You don't leave the fucking pop-off out for little Timmy to get into. <laughs> don't leave your weed brownies just sitting on the fucking counter unattended. That's how you fix that fucking problem. I can't tell you how many stories, aside from this one, that I've read of, like, kids taking uh, gummies to school and stuff like that and handing them out and then getting the whole class fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good time. You're not gonna have a good time. <laughs> so now the issue is you've got these main corporations coming in too, right? Like the corporations and companies that they're, whose products they're mimicking are now suing, right? On behalf of, you know, like libel and things like that. Shit, I would just say copyright infringement. And copyright, full on fucking copyright. Yeah, like they, they, the, the packaging looks identical. I guess my solution to this, right, would be, I feel like we can, I, what I don't want to have happen here and, Excuse me while I defend people who vape for a minute. <laughs> what I don't want to have happen here is what we had happen with the the whole vaping epidemic, right? Where it was all the fun flavors were too enticing to teens, so now you can't have cotton candy flavored vape anymore, right? Like, you can't have that creme brulee fluid, or like... Some of that shit is so extra, brulee though. juice. That, that, that sounded weird, too. I don't, like, uh, vaping is just cringe. Um, I understand that it was supposed to be the new wave and a way to get away from... A way to get away. It was a way to get... To move from the toxic habit that is smoking cigarettes, right? Then the teens ruined it for everybody. <laughs> so, I don't want that to happen here, right? Um only because I don't personally feel like it's fair to adults who still enjoy things like Nerds Rope and Gushers and stuff like that and want to be able... I mean, if we can have Mike's fucking hard lemonade, then why can't we have Willie Nelson's hard Gushers? Oh, that... Pause. (laughs) I can't even say... So Willie Nelson's hard brownies? That's That's also bad. (laughs) God, we're so immature. See, this is the point. This is why nobody takes it seriously, because we can't even have this conversation seriously. No, but for real. Willie Nelson's ultra-leavened bread. I think the responsible... Too highbrow? I think the responsible thing here to do would be kind of to make it more highbrow, right? Like, instead of packaging it in... The Gushers package. You can still have like the gummy. Package it like Godiva chocolate. Yeah. And smack a huge fucking warning label on this shit that says THC. Put, put pot leaves all over that motherfucker, right? Like as tacky as it is, guess what people won't do? Leave shit with huge pot leaves on it just laying around unless they're college kids, right? <laughs> and in that case. You listen to Bob Marley? Hmm. In that case, then they ask. Right. This article also went on to suggest that a lot of these accidental edible poisonings could be more purposeful and like kids getting, you know, playing hey mister and getting edibles and taking too much because they don't understand that 600 milligrams is a lot of fucking THC. Dude, that's like chugging a fucking bottle of Henny. Right for like a beginner at a college party, like of course that dude is. Whoa, 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 whoa. for starters, what 
newbie at a college party is giving fucking heady. They get something out of a plastic bottle when you flick it, it goes boom. Listen, I don't know what kind of college kids you've partied with, but I have personally firsthand seen newbie try to go hard with any and- Ah, uh, no, 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 no. Who the fuck is wasting the Henny? The newbie who bought it himself. Oh, the newbie bought to, it himself. Because uh, he wants to show out, right? So everybody, so he's been standing in the corner, drinking his Henny all night. You like it to go on a little bit. And now he wants to show out for the hose. And the next thing you know, he slumped over in the corner, praying for his life. And that's okay. how. No, open your mind to me. Listen to me, Kendrick. I'm your conscience. If you don't hear me, don't. then you will be history, Kendrick. Oh. I know that you're nostalgic right now, and I'm hoping to lead you to victory, Kendrick. But it's the first album out since 2016. Now, please tell me, Kendrick. That wasn't terrible. No, no, you kind of did that. You kind of did that. Just kind of like, kind of like how Kendrick used somebody trolling him to announce his album <laughs> release date. God bless Kung Fu Kenny. New Kendrick on the way. Uh, May. 13th? Yes, I believe so. May 13th. Uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Step, right? Um, and there's still... I'm gonna listen to it with a notebook and a pen. I'm going to say that if Range Brothers was any... God, if Range Brothers was any, like... Indication? Indication of what we're about to get from Kung Fu Kitty, I am... I am a little bit... Just, just, just a little bit like reserved here, right? Because I. So Tyler the Creator recently came out and said that what Kendrick did on like Range Brothers and Family Ties was uh, super impressive to him because he's trying new voices out and he's playing with new patterns and things like that and he's being real experimental and that's cool to an extent, but. If Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers is top of the morning, 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 done, 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 top of the morning, done, done, yeah, dude, what? No, 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 Kendrick, no, no, Kendrick, don't do it, don't do it. He's smarter than Kanye. He's not gonna make that whole album trash. He still put out that trash verse on Range Brothers, and I don't care what you niggas think. That shit was garbage. Hot. I mean, he cares about baby. his own studio work so much more. He he cares about what that nigga Baby Keem does. He Baby Keem is like his fucking protege, right? Like, and apparently, I I don't know from what I'm reading. In my sources, Baby Keen production has a has a big hand in Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, right? The same way Travis Scott had a big hand in Yeezus, right? So, so I will sit and wait anxious. All I know, like I said, when I listen to this, I'm gonna grab a notebook and a pen. And I'm gonna take notes because this album will get me back to writing my thesis. And I have That's a. That's you worried about. Yeah. You're not worried about the Bob, right? I mean, I, that, 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 like, listen, for me. Listen. Kendrick. It's more than the music to me with Kendrick. Kendrick is a. It's the narrative. It's the Pulitzer Prize part. Yeah, I get it. I get it. 
And I'm not calling Kendrick overrated in the slightest, right? But what I am saying is, I think sometimes that experimental shit can be overrated and can overshadow artistry. I also think right? he's a different kind of cat. Overshadowing the artistry, right? Like, I feel like Andre 3000 was experimental and still maintained the artistry, right? Yeah, nobody uh, questions Andre. Just like, I feel like nobody questions Basquiat, right? Well, that's not true. I guess people question Basquiat all the time. People question Basquiat, like, Rocco, like... That's where I'm at. Impressionist painters always get the shit out of the That's where I'm at with Kendrick, right? Like, I feel like Jay... People say Jay is in his Basquiat phase right now. Like, he's... Who was he's it? buying Basquiat's. Dude, somebody... 50 was like... Jay is running around cosplaying a gay painter. <laughs> I was like, damn, dog, <laughs> really? 50 does not give a fuck. Yo, you just go, like, boil Basquiat down to a gay painter? <laughs> That's it. That's all Basquiat wants to eat, right? He was like, no, fucking Keith Haring was way better. <laughs> um, also a gay painter. <laughs> was he? Speaking of Jay-Z. Let's talk about being a huge Andy Warhol fan. And also... You know who's not a gay painter? Snoop Dogg? Pusha T. Also Pusha T. <laughs> no, Pusha T dropped an album this week. It's almost dry. Uh, this is his fourth studio album featuring production from Pharrell and Kanye West, right? Uh, there were other minor producers on this album, but for the most part, all of the instrumentation and most of the engineering work was done by Pharrell or Kanye. And it's really wild because I thought Pusha T was younger, and this is only his fourth studio album? Fourth, under the Pusha, like, as himself, Pusha T as the solo artist. Right? Okay. Like, so he's got other albums and with the clips, and he's got, which is just him and No Malice, and he's got mixtapes, right? But this is his fourth studio album, follow-up to the most recent, which was Daytona, right? Yeah. And that was the album that started the whole Drake era edition. This album, however, has a very, like, star-studded feature list with features from Jay-Z to Kid Cudi, Lil Uzi Vert is on this album, Don Tolliver is on this album, and of course, as we all know, it is Pusha T in form, uh, Coke Flow's atmospheric instrumentals, Push Do What Push Does Best, and everybody, you know, the, the Drake heads took to the internet to claim that it's just more Coke Flow rap, and I, I have to ask, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Right? Nobody wants Kurt Cobain to do a country album. The fuck? Why would you want Pusha T to rap about anything else other than Kurt? However, I did say earlier today off recording, if Kurt Cobain didn't die, he'd be making music like Three Days Grace. Listen, um, the production from Pharrell and Kanye West was enough to to be the perfect like compliment compliment to this to Pusha T's Coke Flow rap. Uh, I think that this album is a turn all the way up album and listen all the way through. <clears throat> I didn't really want to skip any of the tracks. It's, I was vibing to what you were playing when yeah, I got here. It's very, uh, I guess to me, it's boom bap, right? Yeah, um, there was that one track that was like real minimalist, like bass drum and almost like a steel drum in the background. 
My favorite tracks on here so far are the intro, Brambleton, which is Pusha T reflecting on some of his more recent like controversies and his issues with people who claim to be close and loyal to him using his name to get their own fame and things like mm-hmm. that. His association with those people, I believe was the first single, no, I guess, I think Diet Coke was the first single, but uh, the next single off the album was Neck and Wrist, and that is the Jay-Z feature, as well as vocals from Pharrell. The track I would say, are number three, my third favorite track on the album so far is Open Air. I don't really have much of a description for that song at the moment. But as far as that goes, definitely check out that new Pusha T album. It's almost right. Fire! In more music news, Snoop Dogg announced this week that he will be launching a Death Row Records streaming app, right? And pulling all of the Death Row catalog off of other traditional streaming sites such as Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music. Right, he's already removed Doggy Style, which was his debut album. Mm-hmm. He's removed the Chronic. He's also removed the uh, Pound album. <laughs> I find this shit funny, right? Because he's saying that he's removing these catalogs from these other streaming sites because they don't pay artists well, and he wants to help the artists get what they they're owed, right? Which I totally for right yeah that, that's not the funny part to me the funny part is is until the death row records streaming app launches he said that the music will live on in the metaverse i know snoop already had that metaverse deal but it just feels a little like how much more is mark zuckerberg paying than apple right to stream these classic death row hits so you telling me people aren't gonna be able to listen to the chronic on anymore on Apple anymore, right? But if they wanna jump in the metaverse and go hang out with Mark Zuckerberg, they can? I still barely fucking understand the whole metaverse. Can thing. you imagine? Just imagine for a split second that you have got the opportunity to ride in the car with Mark Zuckerberg and you pass him the aux cord. Do you think he's gonna put on doggy style? No, absolutely the fuck not. Could you see Mark Zuckerberg bumping gin and juice? You know what I think? Could you? Mark Zuckerberg. Could you was see put Mark on? Zuckerberg bumping murder was the case that they gave? No. Do you want to know it's what? Not even on Do you want to know what would happen if Mark? If I gave Mark Zuckerberg the oxcord? He would play the Neon Genesis Evangelion theme, and we would rock the fuck out. Do you really think that he's that hit? No, I think he's that nerdy. You think he's that nerdy? That he's watched Neon Genesis Evangelion. Hundred mm, percent. I feel like you're giving Mark more credit than that because he's totally an alien. He's not a real person. Why do you think he wouldn't if watch Evangelion then? Mark Zuckerberg, the aux cord, he'd probably try it. <laughs> Is this a tapeworm? <laughs> Is this a poppy stick? <laughs> fuck. Get the fuck out of here. Um. So he probably just like plug it into his neck. <laughs> Uploading. So back to the Death Row Records app, right? Like, this is a cool idea and everything, but to me, it almost feels like it's too little too late, right? Like, how do you really sequester all of that control back from these streaming giants? 
this seems like an idea that would have been perfect at the very beginning of this whole thing, right? Like, had Universal Music Group opened up their own streaming service before Apple took, like, hold and everybody of else is already MP3 getting market. streaming service exhaustion. It, that That's my point, right? So now, in order to listen to hits like Still Dre, <laughs> Swing Low, Sweet Ch- like, ring, you, I, ding, dong. Right. Like, ring, I'm ding, gonna ding, have ding, to ding, dong. get a whole nother streaming service for that. And what do you think they're gonna charge for? Like, is, is it gonna be, like, Tidal, right? But for Death Row Records, is it gonna be $4.99 a month? Like, or no, excuse me, $4.99 a week? Like, the truth? App? Oh my lord. Or, I don't, I don't see how this will work logistically. I get the intention behind it, but to me, like I said, it feels a little, a, a little too little too late. If we're going to be talking about long-standing bastions of streaming, how about Netflix losing 200,000 subscribers and then proceeds to crack down on password sharing as a result, not taking into account that they have stiff competition from Hulu, Disney+, Plus, Paramount+, Plus, Amazon, HBO Max, Which is the Crunchyroll, and... Netflix is now I like lagging. how you threw Crunchyroll in there like they weren't weren't they just purchased by somebody? Funimation, uh, or Funimation, Funimation was purchased by Crunchyroll. So and Crunchyroll was still its own standalone app, right? They're not yes. purchased by Disney or Not that yet. I'm aware of. Okay. Uh, so Netflix of course recently has been lagging behind on their niche of original content because all of the other quality of original content across streaming services has really stepped up. I wouldn't say that they're lagging behind. I would say that Netflix is almost... Okay, so here's where I differ from everybody else, right? And not to cut you off, but like you hit like one of the sore spots that I have with this entire story is that it's not that there's nothing to watch on Netflix. It's there's so much to watch on Netflix that it feels like there's nothing to watch. Netflix went fucking ham with all of the cap- venture capital money that they fucking had. Opened up all of them studios and like I'm sure you're gonna get into the whole animation side and how that is being affected by this whole drop in market share, right? But like, dude, there's some quality. I truly, truly feel like the amount of quality content actual quality content that is not is it cake <laughs> on Netflix is highly underrated. Arcane is phenomenal. There's a uh, there's a little cartoon anime on there called Seven Scissors that's great. Um, I have watched a little bit of that. Seven, it's really it's really wild. Yo, dude, the the art style is great. It's very reminiscent of old like hand drawn cartoons. Yeah. Um then the one I told you about, The Great Pretender, which I think is a Netflix original The anime. Cuphead animated series. Yeah, uh, they've got the Cuphead animated series. Like, it's, dude, uh, fucking Hellbound. Uh, let's not forget, like, their fucking, their foreign and international content is fucking top tier. Squid Game! Not just, uh, fucking, uh, all of us are dead, right? Like, it, anyway. Netflix has contenders. If you can figure out what you want to watch before you want to smash. <laughs> so, the other thing is, is it the rising prices? Because Netflix has raised their prices once again quite I a feel bit. Like it, yes, and a lot of people are using this as time to gloat about the karmic 
nature that was them raising their prices and then the drop in market share. But I also still feel like that's unfair considering all of the heavy shit that Netflix was trying to bring us, right? But they also have the abrupt canceling of many series with a lot of them being animated or Cowboy Bebop. So, that, and that's what I was alluding to earlier, right? Is their animation department is taking a huge hit and apparently they will be canceling a I'm lot I'm still of, waiting for the new season of Dragon Prince. A lot of upcoming series. If they, they fuck they up playing. Arcane, I'm going to be livid. And, well, look, I mean, tell your homies to get their own subscription. It's getting so bad that Netflix is even thinking about introducing a lower tier package, right? So dropping the price for you niggas, but pulling a Hulu move and adding ads to that shit. Also, you have to pay now a premium for 4K. I mean, that 4K premium has been there. Yeah, but still, like, you can get, like, 4K on HBO Max for free. For free. And I mean, it's HBO Max is $15 a month. It's cheaper than that if you get it with a Hulu package, but I mean, it, it's around about the same thing. Um, I pay for, I think I pay about like 17 a month for Hulu and HBO Max. Yeah. So. I mean, I I, I have access to someone else's Netflix See, that's the problem. Account. That, that's, that's the problem, right? Like, Netflix wants to keep... It's the ASAP Rocky effect, right? I'm, if, I lose access, if I lose access to the Netflix account, I'm not going to sign up for Netflix. It's, and I feel like that's an injustice, right? Like, I was going to say, it's the ASAP Rocky effect. When you're on top, everybody wants to, you know, take you down a couple of pegs, right? You know, you first you get announced that you, you date Rihanna, and then, then they won't claim you cheating, and then when it's found out that that was a little bit hyperbole, Right now, they want to arrest you for gun charges that, you, that, that, that nobody even really got hurt in. I don't understand why they try and hit that man with more time than some of these capital terrorists. But but that's that's besides the point. You know, we talking about Netflix. We not talking. Can about we call Meek Millen as a character witness? <laughs> Listen, I feel like for what I've personally watched on Netflix, which isn't a whole lot, because I spend a lot of my fucking time on YouTube. I'm still, like, cool with paying for the shit, right? Because they did have... I, listen, High on the Hawk, that documentary that they made about African-American cuisine and its effect on American culture and stuff like that. The, Netflix is making quality fucking content. Yeah. They, uh, a, a lot of it... That isn't too hot to handle. <laughs> I mean, as a big anime watcher, like, Hulu... Hulu's got like the Hulu's new attack got, on yeah. like the new attack on Titan every week. No, like listen, Hulu's got some contenders too. And I mean like they have content, they have um Netflix. They have my two favorite animes listen, that I always can just mindlessly watch at any point and be fine. I said this shit on Twitter and I know I'm not the only person that said this. Netflix didn't hold you hoes down during the pandemic for y'all to jump ship the first time it seemed convenient. Right? People keep trying to throw these Netflixes over parties, and like Drake, every time you try to cancel Netflix, they just get stronger, dog. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the Logan Paul. <laughs> also applies. Also applies. Also applies. But I also think whoever at Netflix made the call that they were going to continue to sustain and promote growth after the pandemic definitely was like high off that new Pusha T album. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck? What? Did y'all really think that people were going to continue buying Netflix subscriptions? 
just because you said they couldn't share anymore, now that they can go back outside? Um, hello? <laughs> what? How does that math add up? I'm not seeing it. Just like Hawaii don't want to see Ezra Miller anymore. Ezra Miller has been down in Hawaii being an absolute menace. Yep. Menace um, to society. He is pulling a Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. pre-Iron Man. Exactly. Um, which I'm almost certain Robert Downey Jr. would tell you is not the way to do it. Actually, he's kind of doing like a Conor McGregor throwing chairs. This Yo, he threw a chair at a lady and gave her an inch deep gash in her forehead, son. He broke into these people's homes and stole their passports. Yo, and I think they, I'm almost certain. He grabbed certain, the mic from a 23 year old karaoke. I'm almost certain the people whose homes he broke into were associates of his. But my point is, he's been so ridiculous down in Florida. He's been so ridiculous down in Hawaii that they are starting a petition to kick this nigga out of the state. Yeah. <laughs> and that might be a tiny bit hyperbole, but if you look up this story, I promise you it's not as much of a lie as you think it is. Like, uh, and with Warner Brothers looking and Discovery exploring an overhaul of the DC Cinematic Universe yep. and property anyway, I think Ezra Miller might want to chill the fuck out. Might be out of a job. He gets replaced, right? Because way before Marvel was on that variant shit, DC already had like these different parallel universes and shit. So, li listen. I mean, I'm excited for Tom Cruise. Is on here, man. he even everybody's favorite Flash? Because he's not the Flash from the TV series, right? No, he's not. No, I think that's the Flash that everybody wants as Flash. Warner Brothers was like, what's up with this Ezra Miller guy? He's in the Fantastic Beast franchise, you know? He was alongside David Duchovny in Californication. Like, he's, he's done some things. He's funny. Y'all liked him in the Snyder Cut, right? He, he was fine. He was fine. He was fine. No, he's not. He's a fucking menace. And I don't understand why... Wild child! We talked about Will Smith slapping one person for, like, six weeks. This guy is going on a terror spree <laughs> all the way across the fucking island. And nobody fucking knows about it. <laughs> like, listen, I guess that's their Warner Brothers money, right? Scientology didn't come to save Will this time. Nope. Alright, uh, listen. On that note, I think we're going to take a quick break real quick, and we'll be right back at y'all. Break! So I came up with a really good idea. Honestly, I'm not sure why nobody else has thought about it. I'm, I'm intrigued because your good ideas are always very out there. Well, this one is kind of just like genius. So, <laughs> so says Kanye. It's pure genius. Uh, so says Kanye. So I was watching Dee Dee, like, sit in her chair, right? Okay. And you got new carpets, right? Brand new. Brand new. And then I saw Dez, like, take Dee Dee's chair and, like, zoom her across the carpet. And I was like, wait a second. Why don't you put a baby chair on a Roomba? So that your baby can be... Explore. Efficient while entertained. <laughs> Teach them how to do chores early. So this is like the high-tech version of those onesies that come with like the floor 
sweeper things on them for when your babies start crawling. Uh, yeah, no, this is definitely just the tech bro version of this. I feel like this is a great idea. Why has nobody ever done this? Uh, how long does it take before it's in the metaverse? Well, kind of something that has to be physical, so it doesn't really work in the metaverse because you need to like put the baby in the chair i beg to differ because in the metaverse anything can happen anything is possible you know what i didn't think was possible high schoolers getting paid 100k a year to play basketball i thought that was entirely possible uh a academy out in atlanta is recruiting that's based in new york right um they're recruiting top basketball players all around the world to come play for them in Atlanta, right? And they are paying them upwards of 100K with the focus of the article that I read being a 17-year-old from Little Rock, Arkansas, right? So it's basically their own enclosed league? Kind of, sort of. Because they wouldn't be able to... Like, LaMelo Ball went overseas to play before he could go into the draft. Because right now, you still need to spend one year out of high school before you can go into the so draft. This Currently, is, that should be changing in the next CBA. This is a high school, right, where students can earn high school scholarships and even work towards college credits, right? But this high school also picked a 17 year old who ranked number 14 in espn's top basketball players amongst his age range and is their eighth pick in their five-star lineup right where they are paying these kids like i said 100k plus bonuses of upwards of a million dollars for in-game performances right so these kids are these kids have a wild opportunity at their hands and they are still made to attend classes in the afternoons after training mm-hmm. and practices and stuff like that now just to clarify this is still less than an nba minimum contract i would also like to add that there is no guarantee that they will be drafted into the nba the academy is called the overtime elite academy right um and there is no NBA to, or there is no overtime to NBA pipeline. Yeah. Right. Um, but I would argue that at 100K a year, it doesn't fucking matter if you go to the NBA. These kids, that's the end goal for them, right? Like, that's why you would attend a school that pursued the focus of the article since he was 14 years old. They can at least old. play overseas. 14 years old, they were offering this kid, they were offering this kid a chance to come attend their academy, right? So they're recruiting these kids, like, early, early. I mean, yeah, some kids can play. Like I was saying earlier, there was that 12-year-old who's playing like he was 10 feet tall. Some people in this article called this a risk rather than an opportunity, and I just feel like at this point it's really an old-fashioned way of looking at these things when you look at college sports and stuff like that like those players are still fighting to get paid for the most part right luka Doncic, like the superstar for the mavs right was playing professional basketball in europe since he was 15. that's insane the year before he was drafted 
in the Euro League, the second best competitive league in the world. Right. He won the MVP and the title, and he was 17. So, do you feel like this gets in the way, though, of them focusing on their academics? Because the academic standard is still there. This is an academy operating under the identity of, like, a high school academy, right? They are still taking uh, classes and for course credits and things like that. I would say, what's the difference between that and a college student who's not getting paid? Right? So do you think that this is sustainable for kids who are good enough to attend these sort? Do you like? Do you see this popping up in more places around the country? Something Absolutely. like this. Uh, if the opportunity arises for ballers to actually get paid, and it gives them a spotlight for a chance to get into the NBA, right? Absolutely. The kid that this article focuses on is using part of his 100k to fund other uh like peewee leagues and stuff like that in his hometown uh, also remember after taxes that's substantially less especially as an athlete i would argue that none of that matters when you can make in-game performance bonuses of millions of dollars <laughs> right a um, million also Donating, there is the argument to be made that donating that money to those peewee leagues is a tax write-off so that he doesn't get hit so hard. In all fairness, I don't see this as an issue, right? Especially if you're good enough to be drafted by the Overtime Elite Academy. Uh, it sounds like they may be fairly selective. In, I mean, number 14 in the entire country in his age range, a pretty high achievement. I mean, like, even, like, the, the Catholic high schools in Baltimore, like, the ones that, like, Carmelo Anthony and Rudy Gay went to, right. they were super competitive. Uh, Kevin Garnett was another one. He went to a Catholic... Uh, LeBron James! LeBron James went to a Catholic high school. Damn. All white, like, pretty much all white Catholic high school, but he was recruited to play there. So you are in agreement that this is more of an opportunity for benefit than it would be like a risk to somebody's academic integrity yeah no i i mean they are going to have to maintain some academic standard and i get it you can be brilliant and be a terrible student look at me but i feel like when you're making 100k a year right to attend this academy and at 17, that's It's a huge, your job, then. That's a huge head start. Right? Yeah. And you're being paid to go to school, which, honestly, like, I'm not going to say we should be doing anyway, but at a certain point, it really does feel like... I mean, you had... I, I can't remember where it was. I think it was, like, in Boston or something like that. They were paying kids who did good on their test scores, right? Like, they would get like a hundred dollars for acing the standardized test and stuff like that and it increased test scores because duh of course what's more motivating than that cold hard fucking cash baby i got 110 on my first math exam speaking of that baltimore is starting an initiative that some people are finding controversial andrew yang is not mayor brandon scott will be implementing Holla. a program called the baltimore young family success fund which applicants can begin enrolling in beginning May 2nd, running all the way through May 9th. And 200 of those applicants aged between 18 to 24 years old at or below 300% of the poverty level will wow. be selected 
through a randomized lottery to receive monthly payments of a thousand dollars a month for 24 months almost as like a test case to see how this does that's kind of what it seems like because he also suggested that he would like about 150 i think they said of those families to participate in some studies so that they can i was about to say like this the, the point of this i feel like was such a small number, it's got to be like an experiment. They need to try to right. collect some data on the efficacy they of want, doing this. They want to see how, if this will actually help benefit the young families of Baltimore, right? And Brandon Scott said, hold on. Now, I'm a big fan of, of Brandon Scott as man. Uh, oh, God. From what I've seen Brandon do, he seems like a good leader, especially like after the, fire, the, the fires in Baltimore where a couple of firefighters were killed. Like, he yeah. he really took a stage there. So, he said in the press conference um, in regards to this program that he wants to be very clear that this is designed to supplement rather than replace additional safety and social... or the additional social and safety nets. The money coming from this was not pulled from any, like, state funds or anything mm -hmm. like this. The uh, $4.8 million that will be used to fund this program and initiative were pulled from the American Rescue Plan funds that were given to Baltimore and also a bit of private funding as well, right? Private donors. Mm -hmm. and like Good I, Samaritans. Like I said, you have to be... This is the Young Families Initiative. Right? Mm -hmm. This is designed to help the new families developing in the Baltimore City community. Very, very poor people at below and at 300% of the federal poverty level, right? Which is insanely low. Yeah, exactly. So this is a very, very select group that they are trying this supplemental income out, right? And, of course, you have your naysayers. Like, I think we had that dude who we were talking about from the Heritage Foundation spoke out against this, saying that, you know, people who are just giving money won't be motivated to do anything with themselves or try and better themselves. But I would argue that the barrier for entry here is at, or the, the standard, right, is set at such a low level that $1,000 a month couldn't do anything but benefit these people. Right, and it's only 200 families we're talking about. It's not like they're running through and giving the entire project. No, this seems right. like a test case. Yeah, honestly, I think it is a good way to test the idea of a universal basic income. Me too. Right, um, Andrew Yang is probably paying very close attention. I I think the whole country will be paying very close attention to this program once it actually gets the ball rolling. Is this the only? Are we? currently like the only city implementing this type of program i don't think so but i'd have to look more into that before i mean I baltimore is one it. of the more i mean i hate saying it but it is one of the more extreme cases where something like this can make an impact oh absolutely dude i mean it as much as i love our city it, our city's got some problems it needs an overhaul <laughs> and that's no disrespect to the actual community of Baltimore. No. That's an entire shot at, like, the bureaucracy, right? And, mm -hmm. like, the government of Baltimore. For the last couple of years, the city has been completely Fucking Clay ignored. Davis. She. Fucking Marilyn Mosby. 
Right? <laughs> like, it's all in the game. How many times can I quote The Wire? So, you know, it seems like Baltimore may actually have a competent mayor for once, and it just goes to show you that... You follow the drugs, you get drug dealers. Oh, I was going to say You follow drugs. the money, you have no idea where the fuck it's going to take you. I was going to say none of this is normal. <laughs> I just wanted to keep quoting The Wire. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we wrap things up today? We can do a uh, couple of quick updates. Uh, for starters, these are going to be rather dated, but uh, let's cover one that I think we could probably say is it will either be going on still, unfortunately, or it'll be wrapped up. The Boston Celtics are up 3-0 on the Brooklyn Nets, and hopefully and by the time you that... hear it, it will be over. Who would have saw that coming? Well, I mean, yeah, hopefully by the time you hear it a week from today, right? Like, a 3-0 lead on the Brooklyn Nets, I never would have imagined. Not not from the Boston Celtics. Like, I went into the season, I'm like, you know what? If we get, like, a series win in the playoffs, I'm set. And then we turned into, like, one of the most insane defensive teams of all yeah. time. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm still just like, you know what? We get a series. I'm grateful. I'm set. Everything else is a, is a cherry on top. And everybody's like, Boston, they're the favorites to win this year and the, the championship. And I'm like, that would be great. Yeah, no. That would be swell. That would be nice. That would be nice. Everything else is like, we're playing with house I'm money. Just, I'm just, we're playing with house fucking money. Because we got knocked out by the Nets last year. I'm, and I'm practicing gratitude right now, right? Because I've come to learn to not expect too much from my Boston Celtics. Uh, when when they come through, it's just like the Eagles, right? It's like being an Eagles fan. It's like when it happens, it happens, and it's nice to see them go. But I've also watched my team get very far and then drop out at the last minute. Look, I mean, I remember watching KG right win that that title. Um, I was on the the couch in my kitchen, and it was two thousand eight. So I would have been yeah, yeah two thousand fifteen. And I, I was like, whoa, KG, that is impossible! It was the year I graduated. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'm on a boat came out after, and then they're just like, and then like Kevin Garnett, anything impossible! That is a weird way to mark that year. Oh, man, anything is possible, and... None of this is normal. normal. Catch us next week, guys, when we'll have more pop culture updates for you. And you know where to find us at in the meantime, at the Flood Pod on everything. On everything. And, and that is on everything. Everything. Also, if you want to email us any questions, thefloodpod at gmail. And if you want to pick up any Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, or Flesh and Blood, or any card supplies and or board games, check out tokenmtg.com. Use the promo code Ziggy and you will get 10% off of your order. That's right, the promo code still works, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully. <laughs> I'll, I'll message them about that. And you already know what it is. You know where to find you guys. Y'all stay safe. Hit the like, the subscribe, hit the rating. And keep the death threats to 100. 140 characters. Or, or less. less. And we'll catch y'all next week. Deuces! Deuces.
talk about it black is time to 